Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Authority is our subject, and you ended yesterday's programme. We were talking about the authority that Jesus showed. You said Jesus could only exercise the authority he showed when he healed and when he spoke because he was so submitted to God, his Father. Yes, and Jesus came to earth with what we call the gospel, the good news. And the good news is about the kingdom of God. So right at the beginning of his ministry, Jesus said, Repent, for the kingdom of God, or the kingdom of heaven, is at hand. And the parables that Jesus told were parables about the kingdom. You could really say that all Jesus' teaching was about how to live the life of God's kingdom here on earth. And he came not only to give us that teaching, but he came to offer his life as a sacrifice for us on the cross so that we could actually become part of that kingdom. And he said to the disciples, Fear not, little flock, your father has chosen to give you the kingdom. And he pointed out to them, The kingdom of God is not over here or over there, but the kingdom of God is within you. Now, as we talk about God's authority, it's very important for us to understand, therefore, the authority of God's kingdom. It's important for us to see how Jesus exercised the authority of God's kingdom when he was on earth, but how he gave that authority to those who believed in him. He gave that authority to his disciples. He delegated that authority. And we've seen that because all authority really belongs to God, because he is Lord, he delegates authority. The only authority we have is not an authority that we have of our own right or by any position that we may hold in the church or society, but all authority ultimately belongs to God and is delegated to men. So how does this authority work in God's kingdom life? What can we learn from Jesus about this so that because the kingdom of God is within us today, we too can exercise that kingdom authority? Now, first of all, we need to understand that the Greek word that we translate kingdom really means kingly rule or reign. It's not a place. Kingdom, you know, the word kingdom, we tend to think of a place. But actually, the word means the sovereign rule or the kingly rule of God. So uh, in the new translation of the New Testament, which I'm completing at present, I'm actually using this phrase, this kingly rule, this kingly reign, to help people to understand God isn't talking about a place like heaven to which we shall one day go, but living under the kingly rule and expressing the kingly rule of God here on earth so that we will be part of that kingly rule in heaven, in glory with him forevermore. So how can we understand this kingly rule? Well, Jesus ruled over not just people. He ruled over events. He ruled over circumstances. He ruled over the natural because he possessed the supernatural power of God, as indeed we do, because the Spirit of God lives within us. And Paul says the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk but of power. And Jesus promised you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. 
So we see the authority of Jesus in the way he taught about the kingdom and in the way he exercised the power and authority of the kingdom in the healing of people, in the performing of miracles, and even in the raising of the dead. And what we see in the ministry of Jesus is that there is this very close relationship between this word power and authority. The power is released through the exercise of authority. Now, many Christians would like to see more of God's power in their lives, and that's good. But for that to be the case, there needs to be more of God's authority exercised in their lives, and that too is good. But we've learned already this week that we can only exercise authority in as much as we are submitted to authority. So the more we are submitted to the authority of God, the more his authority can be reflected in our lives, and therefore the more the power of God can be released through what we say and through what we do. So Jesus taught his disciples all about this, and they were with him wherever he went, watching him. They were listening to his teaching with authority, but they were watching the way he acted with authority. And then there came the time when he said to the twelve, Right now, you go, and you preach the gospel of the kingdom of God. You heal the sick. You raise the dead. You cleanse the lepers. You cast out demons. Because you have received freely, you go and give freely. In other words, he was saying, right, now you are learning to submit to my authority. Therefore, I am giving you my authority to go and do the same things as I have done. So right at the end of his ministry, when Jesus is at the Last Supper, he says not only of those first 12, but he says of all disciples, of all believers, anyone who has faith in me will do the same things as I have been doing. And greater things still will he do because I go to the Father. But let's just stay for a moment with the same things that he's been doing because I'm quite sure we'd all be very happy to be doing the same things as Jesus. What's he saying? He's saying this is true of anyone who believes in me. But if we believe in him, then we believe he is Lord. And if we believe, truly believe he is Lord, then we submit ourselves to him as Lord. And if we submit to his authority as the Lord in our lives, then his authority devolves to us. He delegates that authority to us, and we are able to exercise that authority in the way in which we can operate in his name. And you see, to speak in his name, to act in his name, is to speak on behalf of Jesus. It's to speak with the authority of Jesus. Now, this is not authoritarianism. This is not man trying to be authoritative. This is not lording it over others as the Gentiles do. Jesus warned against that. I'm talking about genuine spiritual authority that people have because they are genuinely submitted to the authority of Jesus Christ. And the reason for this always is to spread the kingdom of God, is to spread the gospel. 
Yes, it is never, authority is never given for the benefit of the person who receives it, but to enable them to advance the kingdom. This is the authority of the kingdom. So every time you or I exercise that authority over sickness, over uh, disobedience, over sin, uh, over the enemy, over demonic powers, we are extending the kingdom of God. We are extending, if you like, obedience to God. Because God's kingly rule and reign can only be expressed where there is obedience. God's kingly rule cannot be expressed in sin, cannot be expressed in rebellion against his authority, cannot be expressed in disobedience to his word. His kingly authority can only be expressed through obedience. So Jesus knew that he had to be obedient to the Father in absolutely everything. He spoke only the words his Father gave him to speak. He did only what he saw the Father doing. He had come not to do his own will, but the will of him who sent him. So, this is the same for us. That if we are to be the people of authority, if God's church is to operate in the authority that God intends, we need to be so submitted to God in our lives that we're not running away from obedience to him. We're not afraid of obedience to him. We're we're not afraid of whatever cost obedience to him might cause because we know that his whole will, his whole plan and purpose for our lives must be the outworking of that obedience so that we can be the people of authority, so that we can see the power of God, not only in our own lives, but that power flowing through us for the benefit of others. That as Jesus said when he spoke of the Holy Spirit, rivers of living water will flow out of our innermost being. Why? Because the kingdom of God is within us. The the sovereign rule of God is within us. And Jesus taught those 12. He sent 72 out later, and he said, you go and heal the sick and tell people that the kingdom of God is at hand. You see, he put it the other way around for them. To the 12, it was go and preach and then heal. But to the 72, he said, heal and then preach. I mean, sometimes it's one, sometimes it's the other, according to the way in which the Holy Spirit leads you. But the commands are the same. Preach and see my power. Speak with authority, act with authority. Uh, and you see, it's not, it's not simply that if we're sick, we need someone to pray for us. We actually need someone to speak God's word of authority over our lives. That is absolutely essential. So I'm going to do that right now. And if you have some kind of sickness, I speak to that sickness now with the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. And to all who are submitted to that authority, who own Jesus Christ as their Lord, I say now, be healed and set free from your infirmity. And praise God for the complete healing, salvation, and deliverance that you have in Christ Jesus. And we give God all the glory for the way in which his sovereign power is now touching lives of those who are under the sound of my voice. And we bind every spirit of infirmity and disease that seeks to afflict God's people and to stand in the way of God's best and finest purposes for them. And we proclaim the victory of the Lord Jesus Christ, that he is the Lord of heaven and of earth. Amen. 
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 